Let's keep it going. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. WNHH Radio's High Haven, a program about everything Jewish in our community. As usual, you listen to our opening theme song from the Afro-Skimit Experience, Eliyahu Navi, but you're also listening to part of it being played live by one of the guests in our studio today. Well, folks, Christmas is not Jewish, but we Jews are very aware of Christmas. We often try to find something to do during that evening and day when everyone around us reminds us that this can feel like somebody else, else's country sometimes, not our own. Our guests today have made a habit of bringing New Haven Jews together to have fun and reach musical heights on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They're two of the most accomplished and hardest working musicians around here, Stacy Phillips and David Chevin, and they're here to tell us what they have planned for this week's coming week's Christmas, Jewish Not Christmas, in New Haven. And uh, Stacy, thanks for playing along there to the recording as we listen to that every day. And it's kind of fun wow. to have a little added gloss on. Say. So Good guys, yes. you're, you do it to the Jew, busiest Jews on Christmas I know. <laughs> and David, I think you got, you got uh, Mike 3 over there. Or Mike 4, I mean, over there. And so okay. you, every year, you guys are the ones who are responsible for bringing a lot of people together, both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And I think we have a new twist on at least one of the events this year. So, Stacy, every Christmas Eve, at least for how many years now? Uh, five or so. I'll ask you to get close to the mic. You play a show on Christmas Eve, and it's usually at the Outer Space in Hamden. Yes, and it's not specifically Jewish. It's, it's everyone's invited. Right, it's, it's, it's Stacy Phillips ethnic. and his bluegrass characters. And his bluegrass characters, yes. I, I guess I get the his, his wrong, I'm sorry. It's not the, it's his bluegrass character. Um, and... Uh, and but it's a regular bluegrass show, but it's on Christmas Eve, right? So because it's on Christmas Eve, it's all the Jews who show up because right. everybody else is home, Actually, like with we, a tree and being. We Gentile refer to it as December twenty fourth. Okay, and even uh-huh. though you have a monthly show, that one is jammed. So yes. when we go, we started going early every year because we wanted to make sure we were allowed in. It is yes. The past since we've done it, they've turned people away. It's unbelievable to go to the outer space get turned away. And you have so many people there in the Jew- Westfield Kosher Market usually bring some food. And this year also, this year the, the difference is you have to order what you want from them in advance. No, but there's other big difference. I'm going to see you closer to the mic. This year it's not at the outer space. And why did they not have you at the outer space? Uh, it's a mystery. There you go. Okay, it's a mystery. Uh, I, I found out uh, by, by luck that they had canceled mm-hmm. us out. Why did they cancel you? you know, it's, ask uh, they, they haven't been answering their phones for a couple of weeks, so that tells us something. Well, I know that someone who runs the place was not feeling well. He's not feeling well, right. But so there like, usually is a manager who does the business. So they had a but big anyway. night. They're passing up. Yeah. Uh, they weren't thrilled with it anyhow. They, were, they claimed that even though we were turning people away, they weren't making much money. Because the Jews don't drink much we eat. Well, okay. That's the old Jackie Mason routine. The wasp go, drink, drink, drink. The Jews say, eat, eat, right. eat. Jews go on a trip. How was it? Well, it depends. How was the food, you know? Yeah. Okay. 
But anyway, I remember that too. Like for me to have one beer that night was big. They have good beer. It was like one beer yes. is enough. We don't have like 10 beers. Right. And, and so anyway, this year you had to find, you were a wandering Jew. You, there wasn't much time left. You had the <laughs> annual event. Jews needed a place to go. Because, I mean, there was like several minyanim worth of people there. I go there and say, oh, my God, I feel like I'm there for services or something. Uh, you know, yeah. some people there from all the different right. schools. And Stacy makes you stand, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. When I walk in, yes, everyone must rise. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like being in court. But anyway. But, yeah, we found uh, with a lot of help from, from, with help from many people, who I won't, you know, too many to thank. Uh, we're playing, I mean, did you just call it a congregation, Becky? Is that how people refer Beth to it? Beth L. Kesser Israel, no. B-E-K-I, Becky, yeah. At um, Harrison Street in Harrison Whaley, Street. in the top of Westville Village. So you're going to be at a synagogue, not well, we're at a bar. Be, yeah, but we're going to be in the social hall, not in the sanctuary. The downtown social and hall. And so everyone is invited. Wow, okay. So you're going you're gonna to be playing, instead of a bar this year, you're having Christmas Eve Stacey Phillips and his blue gas characters, his blue characters are going to yes. play. Do you think as many people will come to a social hall in a synagogue as came to a bar? Well, I hope so. You know, I, do, I hope that people who are not Jewish are not put off by the fact that it's in a temple. You won't be, you know, you circumcised. There will be no circumcisions. No circumcisions. Uh, but there will be from, deli meats. There will be. But again, you have to order it in advance. Okay. From the so West now Street it's market. free. It is free to get in, but we make you pay to get out. We okay. ask for uh, tips. Okay. And you pass the hat around, which everyone's happy to do. This music's great. And and then you also see so you're saying Westville's uh, kosher market. Right. They you have are to so- call them in advance by Friday to get food reserved for Sunday night. Right. And you, pay, you tell them what you want. And uh, I think they're only doing sandwiches. And there will be some sodas and beer and uh, fruit juice made available through the uh, help of the uh, congregants of Becky. So free beer. Some, yes. I don't know how many, but he's getting a few cartons or crates, whatever you call them. I think that's the way you get the crowd, Stacey. Free beer on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Come to synagogue and hear the bluegrass characters do Christian gospel songs. No, none of that stuff. Uh -uh. You do feel it, no? No, we do very little of it anyhow, but certainly not on this Nothing wrong with it. Nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it, but we're trying to escape that stuff. Uh-huh. On on the twenty fourth and fifth. Tell me about that. You try to escape the. Wait a second. Of Wait a second. On the twenty fourth and twenty fifth, we don't mention the c word at all. Huh. Okay. Or the x. You could say Xmas, but you still yeah. can have songs that have gospel roots. I mean, doesn't so much bluegrass have gospel roots? That's like writing out a big part of the tradition. Uh, um, a certain point of it, part of it. Although nowadays that part of the tradition is not done very much. There are certain. Bands that do a lot of, of gospel stuff, but like the, the main Nashville, the Nashville bluegrass, Nashville bluegrass band does some great. Gospel yes, stuff. absolutely. Oh yeah, they did some really good stuff. Um, and uh, Doyle Lawson's band, there's several of them uh, around. Uh, some of the old line Southern bands, but nowadays there are a lot of bands that don't come from that tradition. For example, gotcha. bands that I have been in. So David Chevin, who's the other person here today, is the leader of many bands, one of which you play in, or maybe more than one. I'm one of his uh, and the supplicants. Af- Afro-Semitic Experience, which has the theme music, the beginning of our sh- and end of our show every day. And wow. uh, it's just great. And everyone loves it. Everyone who comes in can't, they, they say, where's this group from? I say, right here. Why did they and hire us? The CDs. Right. Yeah. We were doing nothing last night. But unlike, <laughs> but unlike what like Stacey's saying about the C word, in fact, the whole <laughs> point of Afro-Semitic experience is you bring African-Americans bringing Negro spiritual music. This was the original idea. I know you bring yeah. that a lot. And Jewish liturgical or Jewish klezmer music, and you play it together in a new vibe together, which I think is a really rich idea. And you've been doing it, what, 15 years? 
Uh, we're actually going to be uh, at twenty this year. Holy cow! Yeah, this this January this January twelfth, we're playing at at Mishkan Israel for Herb Brockman's the very last MLK service. Oh. Friday, Friday, and Friday you January twelfth, first MLK. And we service. played we played there twenty years ago. It was just oh Warren and goodness. me that night. But uh, but we're all. But people said back. we liked it so much. You got to do it, and you brought together some hot musicians, including yeah. Stacy Phillips, the master. Of the Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, his his he's got I. Stacey Phillips is also often called his nowadays because of his bluegrass character. His. <laughs> okay. Well, David right. Chevin, you have a different tradition. So that's one tradition, Afro yeah. But separate from that tradition, you have been playing, is it a klezmer show every Christmas day at Congregation Michigan Israel in Hamden? So I'm a Jew with an identity crisis, mm. like, you know, so many. What's your identity crisis? And so my identity crisis goes beyond just, you know, the physical, it gets into the music. And so, so much of what the project has been about is figuring out Jewish music that I can relate to, that I hope other people can relate to, uh, and, and, and presenting it. So a significant portion over the years of that music has definitely come from Eastern Europe and Klezmer, among other sources. Um, increasingly this past year and actually the year before, I've become very, very attracted to Nagunim. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like so many people, it's a process. And um, and then I also fight the urge to not use any more contemporary Jewish music because n- not much of it speaks to me, uh, which is why I'm grateful that there are singers who bring really interesting pieces to my attention. So you're not so, a Debbie Friedman person. I'm not a who? Debbie Friedman person. Who's that? Well... I mean, I have a lot of respect for the work that she did and for the world she did. And I play a lot of her pieces because oh, I know did. I know that a lot of people take a lot from her work. And I recognize and, and respect the uh, love that other people have Stacey, for her music. Stacey, is David running for office like Shul president or something? He's bearing his soul. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so it's, David, it's a little of both. But, but so the bottom line is I don't just play music that, that speaks to me. I also have to play music that speaks to others, but regardless speaking, of how I feel about it. But you're speaking to a whole lot of Jewish people on Christmas Day. Right. For so how many you, years have you been doing a Christmas Day concert at Congregation Michigan Israel? Hard to say. I think This is either year 19 or year 20. Wow. We have, we have a program. We have an old program that's that i found on my computer that uh, used uh, word perfect remember a good old word perfect it was not perfect apparently because it's not an, it's not being used anymore yeah. uh, so i have imperfect so uh so this is from 1998 and we're actually going to be doing several pieces on the concert program this year mm. that we have not really played since 1998 so give me one example um oh, got him no there's several so for example mayim mayim mm-hmm. oh yeah Yep. So we're so we're, we we've been playing around with Mayim Mayim, right? And you know it's kind of fun to get back to that piece that those those old halutz songs. When my daughter have, was two years old. She used to jump up and down, and say Mayim Mayim. She liked to dance that so much. We dance around the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, so now it's not Afro Semitic experience, right? Right. Which group is it that plays at Michigan Israel? It, it, David so Shepard, so we we, call we call it we call it the New Haven Capella, but yeah. really it's it, there, there's no membership requirement or anything like but it's that. A People show up. it's a totally. community um, klezmer group. Or oh, you hate the word. Klezmer. I love the word klezmer. No, I just I just feel like klezmer. the word klezmer immediately implies that we're not going to do a tune by Debbie Friedman, which we have. My condolences, but <laughs> but, but 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 you are call, you're billing yourself that way. Whenever I see New Haven Capella, and it's N U Haven, right? Yep, I, that's very clever. The uh, 
I always see it build as a klezmer group, even though it's understood you're not going to play just klezmer music. Yeah, I mean, I think klezmer has become kind of the the new word for Jewish music. With that yeah. kind of feel of the Eastern European, the kind of Eastern yeah. European feel. Yeah. So, what time does this show start? Four o'clock. And is it free? Uh, we do ask for a donation at the door. I think the suggested donation is something like $5, but we don't require it. If someone can't afford it, we're not going to turn them away. We want everybody to come out. And what kind of crowds out. do you get? I mean, you've been doing it for 19 years. Mostly white middle class. No, no, I mean, how many people? <laughs> oh. Sorry, uh, sorry. So, no, no. I, I, I mean, Jewish people want a place to go at Christmas. Where, how many people <laughs> come? We have had anywhere from 100 to almost 200. Wow. Yeah, it's been really nice. And, and so we're talking now in High Haven, the WNHH, your home for community. Yes, Stacey? I just, I, for, I forgot to mention that uh, Sunday this year, the Bluegrass show starts at 7.30. 7.30, okay. Are you going early? Cause it's a, oh, no, you always go kind of we early. We always go 7.30, yeah. We usually play the last Tuesday of the month. We've been doing that for nine years. It's a but great except gig, for yeah. Except for mm-hmm. December, we do, we do the C, pre-C day. All right. So, and are you going to be playing uh, also on C Day with David at Michigan Israel at CMI? If he'll have me. So, Stacy's being whatever Stacy's being, but he's actually his name is on that 1998 program. Oh, he's, so, he's, draw, so he's, he's been he's How been. How many Grammy winners play on Chris on Christmas Day in, in, in me from the New Haven area? Yeah, <laughs> all one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we are talking to all both of the great musicians, David Shevin and Stacy Phillips, here on High Haven on WNHH FM, your home for community radio at one hundred three point five, live streamed at newhavenindependent.org. We're talking about Christmas for Jews. A musical Christmas for Jews. It's not Christmas music. It's not the songs you keep hearing on the radio ad infinitum, which is uh, about about that one holiday. And every year, these two gentlemen put together shows that are beloved by Jews looking for something to do. Now, why do you do it? Do you remember growing up? Didn't it seem like every Jewish family you knew, including mine did, went to a movie in a Chinese restaurant on Christmas Day? I mean, that was sort of the tradition. No, I don't remember anything special. We laid low. How about you, David? What did you do in Amherst? Uh, there was not much to do in Amherst. The movie theaters were closed. They so closed the movie theaters? They did the movie but Chinese restaurants always open because they weren't Christian. Yeah, but my parents were pretty kosher at that point. We didn't go out to dinner. I mean, for real. They were that kosher. Yeah, they were that kosher. Yeah, so that's so, a kosher, mate. You don't eat anything that's not kosher except you go to a Chinese restaurant and get the vegetables. And the not, that, not that kosher. No, the they were. They, they really didn't. That was, that was <laughs> my upbringing. I have broken from that upbringing, but mm-hmm. that was my upbringing. We we only ate at kosher restaurants, so we ate a lot. We ate a lot with my grandparents in in the Bronx, where the good kosher restaurants were. But was there a sense that it is Christmas Day? I mean, I think Jews oh, sometimes yeah. feel kind of bad I, on Christmas. They I feel went a to, need to connect with other Jews. I went to school on Christmas Day. Oh, you went to yeshiva, right? Yeah. Mm. But were you aware, like? By the was way, I aware? How could you avoid I mean, it? Do you feel like we're pretending it's every other day, but we're really trying hard to pretend it's not, like it's not every other day? Not Yeshiva. It was just like any other day. How about you, David? Oh, no, it was. You, you were definitely on your own, and there was nothing on TV. I mean, this was back in the black and white days. There was nothing on TV. <laughs> a log <laughs> you could burning. Watch, you could watch a black and white Yule log burning. And that's really changed because actually, movie theaters do huge business they with do. Christians yeah. on Christmas Day I now. Know. That has really changed. I are, think it's a fact of our side. Are you, Plus are, you going, the, are you going to the movies on Christmas Day? I don't know. What, what are you going to see this year? What's, what's, what's your big, I, I want to see the movie? You're going to go to the Klezmer show. On That's right. Christmas Day. If After or before the Klezmer show, what are you going to go see? Or what I'm are you thinking sure. about? I haven't been to a movie in years on Christmas Day. My really? wife's not into it. She's not into the Chinese food either. You're going to go to the Star Wars movie? 
no, 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 you, no, you, no. You're too grown up for that. I, I never liked Star Wars. Oh, I good for liked, you. It didn't, it didn't feel Jewish. Well, it wasn't. It's, it's a complete Christian Actually, story. You know, I got to say, the starting out Christmas Eve with Stacy's show at the Outer Space was really our Christmas tradition. Yeah. Wow. But what do you think Thank it you. is about Jews needing a place to go? Why is it that you think Jews go? Why do you think that people want you back every year to do what you're doing? Why do you think so many people want to come here? Bluegrass music with Stacy, which is not Jewish in nature, although you happen to be Jewish, and everyone who goes to the show just about is Jewish, though you don't have to be to get in. We don't check the cards. Why do you think so many people come to that? Why do you think, David, so many people come to the synagogue to hear you play Jewish music, traditional Jewish music on, on Christmas Day? Paul, you know I have no idea. So why do you think they come? I don't know. You guys do the show, so you talk to people. You know how much I, they care about it. I just it. know that they enjoy it. I just know that they, they get something from it. Um, but, I, but sometimes I'm baffled. You know, We play all this old Jewish klezmer dance music, and they don't get up and dance, but they want to hear it. So, so, so we touch, we touch, uh, the, 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 what I was going to say, we touch touchstones, which is really just all wrong. Uh, but, yeah. but we, we do give people something to, that, that, that they can latch onto that they really like. What about Rob Stacey? What does he think? I, I, I did it because I didn't want to stay home and watch you logs. <laughs> I always or thought, bad oh, yeah. football games. I or always whatever. found you log kind of fascinating, <laughs> and now it's on YouTube, I guess. Like, wow. I always used to wait for them to trick us to have this, the logs suddenly get bigger again, or was it one continual <laughs> loop? <laughs> so I'll tell you what: instead of talking about the music, why don't you guys give us a taste of the music? What's something guys you could play together? That might be a sample of something we're going to hear. Um, <clears throat> the only thing that pops to mind is something you won't do is Safila uh, uh, C. I like playing that song. I like playing that song. You want to play that song? Yeah. To feel that was not what I was I need feeling. to feel a C. I was totally not oh, feeling that. Oh, I need that. to feel a C. They used to play that around the high, the high holidays, right? Yes, it's we a high do holidays. That. I don't know if this mic is on. That's a, uh, no, that mic's not on. Actually, I'll turn that mic on. The uh, So usually you guys have it on your album, The Days of Awe. Yep. And actually that's where Stacy starts out with the dobro playing the lament when you're standing. I always picture this one woman, Aretha Gregg, that used to lead that prayer in front of the huge ark and say, I need to feel a T8. Rod Son is sort of hoping my prayer is going to be acceptable as an introduction to doing the heavy Yom Kippur prayer, which is the big prayer of the year. You're going to get in heaven or have another year in the book of life. And you're just sitting there small against the vastness of the almighty and, and making your plea to ask that one humble human beings song or prayer is going to be deemed appropriate and not with enough merit. Nicely put. Wow. You sound like Leonard Nimoy on one of those Western windows. <laughs> but the thing is, I always think at the service of, of Stacy's Dobro on your record. Wow. Yeah. yeah because well, it really showed, because you, you made such a good it. decision as an arranger to start out with just the Dobro before the other instruments came in, in my opinion. Thank you. I'm glad someone recognizes the space I try to give this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but then he comes in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. All too. right. I need to fill a seat with, with Stacy Phillips and David Schiff.
Stacy Phillips, David Chevin, Anita Fila T. I guess you say it the Ashkenazi way, Anita Fila C. Yeah, that's how I learned. They originally had that on their album, the Afro-Semitic Experience. Um, uh, no, I think it was the David album. Yeah. Days of Awe. Oh, David, okay. Technically, it's under my name, and you but it was it really a group project. And it, it, it had the horns and the keyboards, and it really rocked after the beginning. Mm. This was a much different version where you had the bass speaking with the Dobro, David Chevin. David Chevin's bass. I enjoyed playing that tune. It's one tune that always, that has always grabbed me as a kid. It's, it's a rich and playing tune. with David is on that tune with just dobro and basses. I love seeing you yeah. guys talking to each other with your instruments. You know, it's <laughs> interesting. I think about prayer. A lot of our music comes from prayer, right? And music, you know, song is a kind of prayer, and prayer is a kind of song. But it is a difference from what you're doing in the synagogue when it travels into the musical realm. Like if you're gonna look at klezmer, side kinds of music, R and B. A lot of it came originally from prayers. It, it builds on that power but it's a different format but then there's a transition right so david did a whole project on Hazanut on the the old performance oriented mm -hmm, cantors right. who did the music and then you did an album based on that what is the difference when you're coming here in the studio and playing this or when you're doing a recording what are you trying to accomplish different as a music, musician if anything or how are you approaching the music differently from if you're leading prayer or participating in prayer Oh, boy, that is just such a difficult question to unpack. So I'm going to answer the easy parts and leave the hard parts for Stacy. Um, so Afro-Semitic experience gets to play at a lot of worship services. And when we're playing at a worship service, the tricky thing is to play the music in such a way as everybody understands it's a worship service and not a show. Which I, I don't know if cantors always understand that. Cantors don't always understand that, and I realize that's a dig at cantors. Or maybe I'm gonna, that's I'm not gonna, fair. I'm going to ignore maybe that. People, no, that's not I'm going to ignore that. Some Dave. people want a show and a performance for cantor. I'm being snobby. Well, I know you Some are. Some people want the cantor in the, to do a performance and a show. Other people feel like that removes it from its purpose. I, I think what, what you'd have to unpack there, which we clearly don't have time for, is looking at sort of the history of Jewish liturgical music the role of the Baal Tefillah in that music, and the way in which uh, earlier, less educated Jewish uh, congregations, you know, where many of the Jews were illiterate, really looked forward to that Saturday service where someone would sing for them. And other times, and, a and, role and be their that Hazan plays is to teach. There's another kind of more participatory style of right. Hazanut, right? The kind of whole Havarat thing, right? Where, where it's not a performance, but the but that person leads people into either feeling the music and joining or learning the melodies. Right. So what we're doing in this room right here while we were playing was completely performative. You know, we were having a great time. We weren't worried about the fact that we, you know, people have to say Kaddish and get home. Uh, you know, we were just we were just playing. And that's different from when we would play at a service right. where we would be really sensitive. This is something I learned a long time ago is that as much as I think people are coming to see me, they're also coming to say Kaddish. And if we make a service that's, traditionally an hour and 15 minutes yeah. or two hours into a three hour service and they don't get to say Kaddish, you know, we're doing the, the those Jews a disservice. There's also a role for improvisation. So what's so right. great about your music and what you guys are just doing right here is do theme and variation and you really go into great realms and I think that's very spiritual as someone who listens to it. That's different from what you want in a prayer service. Although at the at the days of awe, you'll often find the cantors go on some long trills and improvisation, and people do feel like that helps lift their lift spiritually because it's sort of a special day and it's grand. And but in general, I don't know if the improvisation has such a role in worship and liturgical form of music as a it different, does. In it's a different type of improvisation, but still, the That's greater ca cantors yeah do some of that. 
uh, once they get, you know, they, they do the, the mode of the, of the, of the tune and they take off on it sometimes. I remember, mm-hmm. um, when I was younger, the, those kind of cantors would make my feet hurt because <laughs> I'd have to stand for so long while right. they were doing uh, it. Uh, while, while they wor- worried one word over and over again. But, you know, I still find it, sometimes I find the most spiritual moments when you're hearing, especially in a small venue, a performance as opposed to a worship service. I think it's not always such a bright line yeah, I between mean, I, worship and performance, participation. I think that they kind of meld together. Music, like when you, Aretha Franklin came out of the church, a lot of her recordings mostly were not church music, but I feel that they take you to a spiritual place that is where you're trying to get when you're dominating. That's very subjective too, right? It depends how how, right. how it hits you. Certainly when I was just playing that tune, I was someplace, you know, if you, you want to call it, it spiritual, okay, but I was, you know, transported to... You're tapping extent. into some kind of larger... Something. Something. Experience, yeah. So let me ask you something. So on, on New Year's Day, although you're probably going to be having more of a large combo at New Haven Capella, you're playing at Congregation Michigan, Christmas Israel. Mean, Christmas Day, Christmas, I mean, Christmas Day on the 25th. The night of the 24th, Stacey Phillips and his bluegrass characters are going to be playing bluegrass music right, for the mm-hmm. Jews and whoever else wants to come. Right. And we've developed a, an audience, and yeah. some of them will come because we're playing. We're, we're done at 9.30, so it's early enough that they can go to a and party we're all afterwards. The, or right. most of us go home. We're yeah. kind of old farts. Okay. But, uh, but uh, what, uh, what, what's, do you want to play a song now that might be more from the book of what you can play that night? Um. Uh, well, I suppose we can do like a, a, a straight country blues in G. So this is a taste of a Christmas Eve will be like at Bethel because there's real 85 Harris Street Corner, Willie Avenue. Like a 5-4-1 turnaround. Stacy Phillips, back by David no, Chevin. I'll, 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 I'll do one form by myself and you'll get it. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure we'll do it, but the bluegrass characters have done this tune in the past. Thank you. 
All right. Stacey Phillips and one blue bass character, David Chevin. I apologize for being out of tune. It's I not my fault. Great. No, it is my fault. of the kind of bluegrass music you're going to hear December 24th, Christmas Eve, at Congregation Beth Elkezer Israel in Westville. And uh, Stacey Phillips and his group, Bluegrass Characters, playing their annual gig. 7.30. 7.30 for free. They can give donations. There'll be free beer. Free beer, free beer, free beer. Free beer, free beer and uh, there'll um, be a bottle of bourbon there, too, I understand. All right. So, Stacey, your group, you're playing with Phil Zimmerman on mandolin, Betsy Rome on guitar, Jerry Olin on banjo, Rick Brodsky on bass. And you're not going to have Rick Brodsky's son this year? If he stops by, he'll join us. There will be uh, guests uh, joining in. Somebody from, uh, uh, I understand, we're going to have a dobro trombone duet. Oh, Oh, fun. We might do a klezmer tune or we might do a bluegrass tune. That's going to be decided soon. And uh, President Salovey is going to drop by. He always uh, does uh, thick smoke. Not this time. I've been on his case and he's learned a new tune finally. Uh What was the other one called? Uh, like smoke. smoke. Uh, that's the one I remember that he used to do also, um, more to be pitied than scorned. But and, I, and I only remember the president of Yale, who's a friend of yours. You taught a class together with him, didn't you? On at Yale once, no, or a seminar I don't remember or something. Do that. Okay, no, but he's an old friend of yours from Jammin. Yeah, and his great great uncle, I went to a yeshiva that was named for his great great uncle, as it turns out, Salavechik. Oh, Joseph Salvatic, oh, okay. the great rabbi. Yeah. Rabbi Moses Salvatic was the name oh. of the elementary school I went to. Oh, but then was it was Joseph his son? I think so. I, but they're I'm not sure. Orthodox rabbi, yeah. yeah. Or not about modern Orthodox rabbi, yeah. So, so tell me about this. This uh, the blue guys characters. How many long? You, every month, it's often at the space, but it's been at Best Video. It's been at other places too. Yeah, it's been at at. Uh, we we occasionally go other places, and we hope that it continues at outer space. Like I say, it's. Been having trouble getting in touch many, with them. How many years you've been doing this monthly? Ten, gig? This is the ninth year. And do you do twelve a year? Yes. For nine years, every first Tuesday of the month. No, last, last Tuesday. Tuesday. Except for last this month, it's going to be Sunday night. Every every so December we do it. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. You do a monthly bluegrass show, right? And um, and also one thing I really enjoy about the show, besides how good the music is and the feeling in the in the room, is we learn about bluegrass. You talk about the great uh, Bill Monroe and, and where right. the songs come from and that well, kind of stuff. Well, as, as David knows, I love to have a microphone in front of me, which is one reason in the Afro-Semitic experience, I'm the only one who doesn't have a microphone in front of him. And also, you, never you, also, ask for you tell a very funny story about a herring, which I'm not going to reveal on the show. You have yeah, to yeah. Oh, right. Out. You can come and hear the annual uh, herring joke. Oh, my There's goodness gracious. All right, so now, David, who plays? Tell me about New Haven Capella. Yeah, how many people in the band that's is a community, here? Man. That's a community. That's always a question, group, right? That's different from yeah. Afro experience, which right. is really these like very professional. Not that the other people aren't good, but very professional, tight group of musicians and playing for years and recording. New Haven Capella is a community course. You invite people in, right? Right. Of the all whole idea levels. of the Capella is to get people engaged, involved, making music together, making learning about klezmer, learning about other Jewish music traditions. So there's no there's no, so far anyway, there's never been sort of any kind of gatekeeping. If you want to come in, I'll teach you anything you what don't know What if you're terrible? Uh, I've never met anyone who's who started who hasn't stuck with it who was terrible. They've all, all right. been good. So how many people play? Um, Good question. I think this year we'll have five violins. I think this year we'll have a couple trombones, uh, maybe two trumpets, uh, probably two drummers, one accordion player, uh, I th- think we'll have three, four, maybe four or five flutes. Not sure Clarinet. on the flutes. Uh, clarinets will have, I don't know, three or four. Because I've noticed in some years you've gone as er- low as 13 to 12 years old and it up to senior citizen, correct? Right. So 
so the way this works again is I'm always recruiting. I'm always announcing from the stage that I'm looking for people and people come my way and they and sit in. Why do you in. do it? Why do you do a community klezmer chorus? Because nobody mean, else is I, doing it's it. It's not a chorus. I mean, this is because nobody else is doing it. It needs to be done. And why does it I'm need not, to be I'm, done? Why does it need to be done? Because otherwise there's no place where people can make and hear this music in person. You're, you're stuck with really bad recordings from not really bad, excellent recordings, but sort of, bad quality recordings in terms of the sonic sonics on them so that uh by making it people get engaged with it and they keep they keep the spirit of this music alive would I you really... say that blues music like klezmer music would start in eastern europe right and was mostly violins and it came here and it was added with like wind instruments is that a fair way to put it and it got nope, more it isn't scene? but that's okay. okay tell me the right, right way to say it the right way to say it is that is that in eastern music in eastern europe there were all these diverse Jewish communities with all these diverse Jewish traditions. And to our ears now, it all sounds very much the same. But at that time, if you played a share from the Ukraine and you played a share from, say, somewhere in Macedonia, there would be enough differences that people would recognize those differences. So then again, you also have community to community where a community might have be so rich and so well off, they actually have a community orchestra, while others can barely scrounge up a violinist and a clarinetist. So it really, as as much as anything else, varied with sort of the socioeconomic conditions of the Jews. And are we talking about late ninety, middle late nineteenth? We're talking century? about yeah. We're talking well. The earliest knowledge of of klezmer goes back to the eighteenth century. What does the word klezmer mean? It comes from the two Jewish words clay zemer, instruments of of song. And then it came to New York. Is it fair to say during the historic Jewish immigration to the U.S. in eighteen eighties to early nineteen hundreds? So when you're when you live in the Northeast Corridor, it's easy to forget about Philly. Oh, but there's a big separate Philly tradition uh, that is still very much active and alive and kept kept alive by a few Jewish families who came to Philly, not to New York. Um, there's a little bit of a Boston tradition, but I'd say mostly in America because of, you know, sort of the role of assimilation. Uh, klezmer has become relatively how generic. The, how did the music evolve? Didn't it get tied in very much with the jazz scene? A lot of musicians who aren't Jewish, like Don Byron, most famously kind of. Sure took up klezmer there are a lot of musicians who play a lot of different kinds of music to to have a living and when mickey katz figured out that he could only he could only make a living if he added in swing and when dave Tarras figured out when he came to america that if he strictly played klezmer clarinet he'd be losing out on a lot of good work because he was such a good musician he started learning some of the american traditions so these immigrant musicians then pass on uh, ways of playing klezmer that incorporate the American traditions they've already learned. And it's had a comeback. It had a comeback. Right now, I think we're in a lull period. Really? If you look at some of the big names in klezmer right now, uh, they're not playing as much as they Klezmatics. used to be. Klezmatics are hardly playing these days. I mean, they play about six times a year sometimes. So when was this, like 10 years ago? Yeah, 10 years ago it was really hopping. And then when the economy tanked, uh, klezmer seemed to tank along with it. I That's think so the arts, especially niche arts, uh, when they rely heavily on the support of Jewish foundations, as the money is, has dried up for Jewish foundations, we've seen it drying up. Has money dried up with Jewish? It foundations? certainly has. Wow. Ask ask any any ask any of the federations how they're doing compared to ten years ago. Well, David, you're doing a great job keeping klezmer alive with uh, with New Haven Capella. And Stacy Bluegrass too. I mean, all the music you play, you came of age, Stacy, in the '60s when a lot of traditional musics were. Revived. We play. I played in a band with Andy Statman before there was the word klezmer. You know that it was Jewish music. You know klezmer is a relatively new word for it, I suppose. Um, 
but we played some klezmer tunes as part of our, what are now called klezmer tunes as part of our repertoire. Andy was one of the people that sort of spearheaded the uh, renaissance, if you want to call it that. And he comes back now. We saw you with him at the Outer Space. He's yeah. still playing his Yeah, he's back. At, yeah, he likes, he likes playing bluegrass now. Yeah, okay. So guys, do you want to play one more song before we take it out yeah. and remind people about what they could do Christmas Eve and Christmas Day if they want to hear Jewish music live? You can play, what do you guys feel like playing? Do I wish I knew or something? I, I, I wish I knew. How does that go? You wish you knew the song. Oh, I wish I knew uh, how it feels to be free. Would you like to yeah. do that? Or sure. you, know, you know why that's sure. good? Because usually we close the show with that, but today we're going to have a different closing. So that'd be great. Although you're not going to have the horns, but that's okay. The horns are amazing on that song. But that's the horns okay. are great on that song, but I could not talk them into coming in tonight. Would, <laughs> you like, would you like to play it along with the recording? Nah, let's just do it yourselves. No, just okay. do it. I wish I knew how I like right. how I feel to be free. So play along when I I'll, I'll do it a little rubato sort of play along with me.
right. That was live. Stacy Phillips and David Chevin. Ooh, smoking. On an updated duet of I Wish I Knew smoke, I You got any afraid. smoked salmon around here? Mm. We'll be hearing about smoked salmon Sunday night. All right. Or maybe Machis Heron. But in the background, you're now hearing the recorded version from of I Wish I Knew How I Feel Be Free from the afro Semitic Experience. These two gentlemen are members from their CD, A Plea for Peace, which is how we usually close the show, which is not how we're going to close the show today. But before we close the show, I want to thank Stacy Phillips and David Chevin, two of the great, great musicians wow, thank you. In, our, in our area and in general, for joining us on the last calendar year show of High Haven. Stacy is going to be playing with his bluegrass characters Sunday night, December 24th. You might recognize that as a particular day. 7.30. At 7.30 at Beth Elkesser Israel. Not at the Outer Spaces here. Beth Elkesser Israel, 7.30 p.m., 85 Harrison Street, corner of Whaley. They're going to be playing bluegrass for two hours. It's going to be, you get in free, though you can, they ask you give tips, and there will be free beer, free beer, and free beer. <laughs> um, Are they going to have free beer at this event? They're going to have free beer at this nice. event. Nice. Good to know. And then David Shevin, for the 19th year, will be mm. bringing a klezmer show and other kinds of Jewish music mm -hmm. to Congregation Michigan Israel on Ridge Road in Hamden. On December 25th, which is a particular day on the calendar, he's on the 5th. Yep, at 4 o'clock. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. New Haven Capella. He's going to be leading and that super group. special guests. Including Stacey Phillips, not guest. He's a member he's, of the band. He's both a guest and a member of the band. Is there Saint, mm. any Saint Nick? Or yeah. Because no? he's featured. He's a featured artist. Oh, right. my, my, my. All right, so don't miss that one. That's also free. They have $5 suggested donation. Which is cheap, or as they used to say, uh, C H E E P in Mad Magazine. Yeah, yes. Mm. So if you want, if you're Jewish and you're wondering what you're going to be doing that particular night of December 24th, that particular day, 25th, head out to Beth Elkes Israel to hear Stacey Bluger Phillips and his bluegrass characters at 7:30 p.m. and head out on the 25th at 4 p.m. to join a lot of other folks from your community at Congregation Michigan Israel to hear David Chevin and New Haven Capella. And before we leave, I'm going to cut into this recording because I'm not going to tell you the whole background story of the coincidence. It was great coincidence, but why I want to leave with this recording. Stacey Phillips had an album years ago. It doesn't mention the year on the album. Was 1990, it? maybe. Called From the Inside. And there's a great song on it with Jewish roots and bluegrass roots that aren't Jewish. Ruth and Naomi, the story in the Bible of the uh, convert who became the great-grandmother or great-whatever of King David, which is at the end of the song. It became a bluegrass number. How did it become a bluegrass number? My mother said that she, she didn't particularly like me singing gospel songs about Jesus. So I told her I'd write something about the Old Testament. Oh, you wrote it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, folks, this is an amazing song. Oh, my goodness. Ruth and Naomi. From from the inside, and part of it's the the uh, performance by Stacy Phillips, and I guess Tony Schuster is on that album, but not on this song. But Jim Allen is doing harmony vocals. Uh, local people, some local people are on. All this right. Song. So again, thanks for listening to High Haven at WNHH, your home for community radio, one hundred three point five FM. Have a great uh, end of the calendar year, folks. Don't forget to see these two fellows' shows. And Thank now you. Let's listen Thank to Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And let's Happy listen New to Year. Ruth and Naomi. Ooh. 